Heavenly Father, what we're asking for is for our attention and our hearts just to be lifted up beyond, Father, things that are secondary to the, to the ultimate and to the greatest, which is what you give us in your Son. Father, teach us by the Holy Spirit in faith to receive what it is that you have done for us. Please make the Gospel clear. Please have mercy on me. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Excuse me. So before we actually look at the birth of Jesus in Matthew's Gospel, Matthew gives a genealogy from verses 1 to 18. And if you're thinking I'm going to preach from the genealogy, I would not dare do that. Can you imagine going through that? It's even hard to read. Who actually skips the genealogies? Let's be honest, yep. Uh, But Matthew records it and, and he records the rawness of the Scriptures. He records the rawness of people's lives. Do you have a raw family? Do you have a family that's wounds maybe are just opened and exposed to all kinds of things? Are we to be ashamed of that? You know, what is Christmas going to be like for you? Well, some of you maybe have deep, deep brokenness in your family. Maybe some of you might have children who have actually been through horrible divorces, been hurt in marriage. Maybe there's been adultery. Maybe some family members aren't even speaking and then when they get to a wedding they might actually have a fight at the wedding. Some of you might be blessed with wonderful families and you might not be able to look at it that way but thankfulness and pride are different, aren't they? So you can't really be proud of your family, but you can be thankful if God has given you a fairly functional one. What about a mum or a dad who's got to face the depression of one of their children or some of the darkness that might be hovering over them at different times? What do we do in all of that? If you were to come to my family and our family lunch. This is what it would look like. I have a half-brother. There you go. Already a bit messed up. Baptised into Jesus Christ, who's on his second marriage, who's expecting his first child to a wife who's got children to two two other men. That's only half of it. And my dad would rock up probably with his new girlfriend, And on and on and on it would go. Jesus' family tree was like that. Please hear this this morning. Do not exclude family members who are suffering, broken and sinful from the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew has that genealogy there. See, we're the ones with, we're the problem, we're different to what the culture was back in their day. A genealogy was a place that you would take pride in. 
We take pride in our resumes and our achievements. We're of a different culture. But in that culture, you took pride in your genealogy and Matthew actually holds nothing back. Five women are mentioned in the genealogy. Sorry, Adam, but what does that mean when women are mentioned in genealogies? Yeah, it's actually something that is is not really important because women were seen as what? Yeah, and some of them are actually Gentile women. Those who are outcasts included. Why is Matthew saying that? Why is he... Why is he portraying it that way? There's five mothers of Jesus and you should really go and study those five mothers of Jesus. I think our problem is this, is that we come here on a Sunday morning, we get dressed up, we put on our church face and our church clothes and we really, we really want to present before people that maybe things are alright. I don't know. But you know if there's brokenness. You alone know. But I'm going to finish by saying there's someone who knows about that brokenness in a way that you don't know. Way beyond what you know, Jesus Christ knew. And so let's just pause for a moment. Is the Gospel about the old creation or the new creation? about the new. It's about what happened to the old and it's about the new. And we're confused about the Gospel. We're confused because of what we look at and what we see and what we behold. And that's why the title of the sermon is A New Beginning because that new beginning is Jesus Christ and us In Him. That's the Gospel. And I think we spend a lot of time beholding the old. And I'm not denying it. I've just spoken about the old and the brokenness of the old. But what will be our Christian witness? What will be our message? How are you going to approach your son or your daughter or some of the folk who are broken and beaten up? Are you going to come with the presence of Emmanuel? Is Emmanuel going with you? So let's have a look at Jesus' genealogy very briefly. Let's start with Judah, from the lion of the tribe of Judah. Quite a famous name. Now Judah was one of the twelve tribes of Israel, the royal line of Jesus. And he was he believed he was sleeping with a temple prostitute. Who knows who that prostitute actually really was? Can anybody tell me? It was his daughter, daughter-in-law, Tamar, dressed up actually as a prostitute because she wanted to have children to keep the family line going. What are you doing, Matthew? Why do you want to tell us about that story? It's a bit, bit awful. Incest? Incest? In the genealogy of Jesus, the lion of the tribe of Judah. And what about the women, such as Rahab, 
who's a prostitute, but also a Gentile, comes in. And through her, we get this amazing genealogy of Boaz, then Ruth, then Jesse, and then we get to King David and then we've really got some royal blood there, haven't we? We're really on to someone who's good. Well, listen to how Matthew describes David's genealogy and you won't, it kind of takes a bit of investigation, but it goes like this. David's family tree is this. He has Solomon through the wife of Uriah. Why doesn't Matthew say Bathsheba? Why doesn't he say that? Because he's not a 21st evangelical Christian who's too afraid to speak about things as they are. That's significant, isn't it? We know it's Bathsheba. David has murder and adultery in his family. And in Isaiah 7, we have this incredible king called King Ahaz who's also disobedient and he won't ask for a sign. But in, and what does God do? Despite him, God gives a sign and God gives the promise. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and you shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. Brothers and sisters, was God with Jesus' genealogy? Think of your children. Think of some of your family members. Think of some of your friends. God with you goes to them. God present as Saviour of His people in Jesus Christ goes with you. You, the church, are God's gift to the world. We, the church, are God's gift to the world. Now, who believes that? Not just, it's good to believe. Who actually believes that? It's very hard, isn't it? Because we kind of are a bit consumed. But who's going to bring that light? Who's going to bring the grace of Emmanuel? See, what happens when you have a bad relationship with someone or somebody hurts you. Who here knows what it is just to walk away? Jafet, that's very good. Cameron, I love the honesty of the young ones. I asked at 8 o'clock and everyone stared at me like we've never done that. I thought, baloney. So we turn our back on God and in Jesus Christ he turns his what? His face to her. And he actually says in Emmanuel, I will be with you and I will be with you to save you and I will never leave you. Or Now who's come to Christ at an older age here? Who's kind of been through the muck of sin and has come to Christ a little bit later on? I, I have. My wife has. Has. Few at the back, yeah. Was God with you? 
Is God with some of your disobedient children right now? And sometimes God being with you can be very painful because he never leaves you and he never lets you rest in your sinfulness even if it takes 24 years. I think we're without hope ourselves as the church. I think we're lacking in the hope of who God is and who he says he is. I'm completely lost in my notes as well. But I want to just speak briefly about a new beginning. Now the birth or genesis of Jesus took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be child with the Holy Spirit. And the word there for birth is is genesis. So we have a, a new beginning. Now see if you can remember this by the end of the sermon. Jesus' birth means your new birth. Does that make sense? So his birth leads to your new birthing. So it's a completely new beginning with Jesus Christ. A completely new beginning. And we've seen new birth today, haven't we, in, in holy baptism. But in holy baptism, what are we saying about the old? Are we saying the old is actually repairable? The old just needs a few psychologists and a few psychiatrists and we we just need to have some counselling with the old. What What do we say about the old in baptism? Killed. Dead. Buried. A new beginning. So my question is, is the gospel about the new creation or is it about the old? And there's both, isn't there? But how would you describe the old? Dead, buried, crucified. So it's actually all about the, the new. It's all about the new. It's only ever all about the new. And I think preachers, including me, spend a lot of time on the old when the old is dead. So what are you beholding? What are your eyes on? Are your eyes on the new in Christ? Are you beholding that? Are you beholding the old being dead and the new coming? Or the new has come? If you are, if you're beholding the new creation in Jesus Christ, if you're beholding your birth, your birth, it's not just Jesus' birth, it's your new birth. If you're beholding that and you go to your Christmas lunch and it's a complete drunken mess, What are you bringing into that drunken mess? What are you bringing into it? The fragrance of life. The fragrance of Jesus Christ. And you've only got to be present there. You might have to tolerate a drunken mess. You might have to tolerate all of that. But Jesus Christ is present with you 
For he will never leave you, he will never forsake you and he will be with you always. But for what reason? The family tree. The family tree. See, what was it that brought Judah in? What was it that brought Rahab in? What was it that brought all of the Old Testament saints into new birth and into the Father's family in the ultimate? The family tree. Can somebody point to me where the family tree is? There's the family tree. So, what happened to your sin on the family tree? Absolutely nailed, crucified, cancelled out. The old was crucified there. And Tim Keller says this. And I'll speak on those verses in a minute. Prostitute and king, male and female, Jew and Gentile, one race and another race, moral and immoral, all sit down as equals, equally sinful, equally lost, equally accepted and loved. When we sit down for Holy Communion today at the Father's table, are you welcome? Yeah. So God is not ashamed of us. In fact, in Hebrews it says He is not ashamed of us, but He calls us His brethren. Now, I want you to think about this when you now go out with your family and friends into brokenness or wherever it is. As you behold what we've been talking about in Jesus Christ and you bring the gracious presence of the Lord Jesus Christ with your face to your family in sin or whoever it might be because God faces them in you. He faced us in Jesus Christ then He sends you out with your face radiant as you look at the Lord Jesus Christ and you face them. Don't be surprised who joins the family. Don't be surprised who comes to belong to Jesus' family tree. It just may be that someone you have excluded or someone whom you think is out, they might be turned like that. That's our mission. We need to be a missional people, brothers and sisters. My time's coming to an end here, but I'd have to say, yeah, we love worship on Sunday mornings and culturally it's a wonderful thing. But if that worship isn't missional, what is happening if it's only worship and it doesn't lead out? Then our worship may well be idolatry. We take our worship here in the presence of Yahweh, in the Lord Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, and where do we go? We go out to whoever it is and that presence goes with us.
So if you've got a bad family tree, take hope. But take hope in Jesus' family tree, a blood-stained cross for the mess of our world. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen.